There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, before we get to the topic at hand, Holly Roberts has a clarification on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer, Holly Roberts on the sexiest man alive. Yes, it is not that people has not crowned this year's sexiest man alive, or in fact that they have retired that bit from their magazine. It's just we haven't gotten around to it yet. Okay, fine. seems like the sexiest man alive is usually um, honored in the fourth quarter of our okay, calendar year. You. Yeah, Paul I'm Rudd. Ready. But yeah, he was our most recent one. He was uh, given the honor. Back in November of 2021. So, okay. It, okay. We just it's coming. Wait. It's don't hold your breath, you guys. It's sexiest man alive is coming. Ew. Did you just say that? Uh, so, you know, one thing we like to do on the Colleen and Bradley show is talk about pizza. And uh, we've got some pizza talk on the docket at Pizza's Court. Mamma mia! My Talk and Team Cobra present... The best pizza night ever. That was the worst pizza I ever had! The Pizza's Court. Pizza? Where's pizza? Where pizza's judged... Mmm. ...in court. Get it? Pizza's Court? Um, do, do I have to say this? Uh, yes. With the Honorable Judge Topner presiding... Somebody hit the audible eye roll for me, will you? Oh, jeez. Uh, hear ye, hear ye, oh yay, oh yay, all uh, in attendance. Thanks for showing up. I have a question. Okay. What topping pairs best with pepperonis? Mm. 651-641-1071. That is the question for today's uh, Pizza's Court. It is a pizza's people's court, if you will. That's because we want to hear your opinion. What topping pairs best with pepperonis? 651 She's like, she forgot. <laughs> What's on your pizza, <laughs> Colleen? I was thinking about pizza Mushrooms, and I get real excited. 651-641-1071. What topping goes with pepperoni bradley why are we asking because today is national pepperoni day Yay! i didn't know i didn't wear my national and pepperoni day you, outfit i is, wear it every day there is yeah it's a top right <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i thought so uh in fact i have a pizza place in uh, florida it's called pepperoni naples anyway uh september 20th is national pepperoni day 
which means it's a time to order and enjoy one of the most popular pizza toppings in the United States. And I will just say, I think it's fair to to argue that uh, pepperoni is, in fact, the best topping. And Oof, if I were to be bold. on a desert island with top with one topping only, it would be the pepperoni. But that's my opinion. Wow. You have your own opinions, uh, and and frankly, the reason I I I thought, hey, let's involve pepperoni. But let's make it a little more interesting. Like with the pepperoni, what's the best? Six five one six four one one seven one. All right, Colleen, I ask you. Uh, you have the first crack at the pepperoni pizza topping whip. Okay. Well, the first thing I want to say is when it comes to pizza toppings, specifically the meat toppings, I swing always. It really depends on my mood what meat topping I want. However. And this is where I answer your question about what goes best with pepperoni. Also traditional in my world, I actually don't like any other additional toppings on a pepperoni pizza because I actually think the pepperoni stands alone. I don't want anything All right, on so it. So nothing is nothing. your answer to what goes best yes. with pepperoni. I'll play with sausage, but I will not play with pepperoni. Uh, Holly, what would you put? What is the best topping that pairs with pepperoni uh, on a pizza? Well, I'd put sausage. Sausage and pepperoni? Yeah, it's a classic combo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for you, that's... She likes a meat party. You you want uh, double meats. Always. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. Let's go to the phones. Uh, we've got James on the line. Hi, Howdy, James. James. James, what's the topping that goes best with pepperoni? So... As a Canadian, oh God, I don't appreciate. I don't necessarily care for Canadian bacon oh, with good. my pineapple, so I put pepperoni with my pineapple. Oh gosh, okay, you know, well, I thought you were going to say set of issues. I thought you were going to say, James, that you were going to put Canadian bacon with your pepperoni, and I thought, oh, please don't do that. So I'm glad you didn't. Thank you. Although, really, you're going to choose uh, pineapple? It seems kind of controversial, especially coming from uh, a neighbor to the north. You know, I just, I have to represent pineapple. Okay, James. I mean, thank you. I would like, can I ask you another question? Sure. Can you speak for your people on something? Canadian bacon is just ham, and you guys know that, right? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, we didn't, it's like Brazil nuts. What do they call them in Brazil? They call them nuts. Ah, yeah, so we exactly. Just bacon up there. Well, and it's kind of like I will tell you, having just been to Hawaii, when people hear Hawaiian pizza and there's pineapple on it, they're like, "Dudes, pineapple ain't from Hawaii." Like we exactly. got a lot of pineapple, but mm-hmm. it ain't Hawaiian. Yeah, that's not where it was created. Exactly, James. Thank you. Thanks, James. Thank you for being a voice uh, of Canada uh, for oh, us today. Canada. Um, thanks for asking. I would say that the best topping that goes with the pepperoni. Now, I, I, I do feel, Holly, when you say sausage, because part of me just wants to get all the meats in me. And so I can I've I heard can, that about you. I can really feel sausage, um, especially in my 20s. But um, I can feel sausage. I just said <laughs> yep, that. You did. But I would argue um, for my own sake that mushrooms Go best, like, if it's not a meat topping, I think mushrooms and pepperoni. You want a less aggressive flavor. Yes. Yeah. Because. (sighs) Pepperoni sings its own song. It can really, yeah. Like, for example, Canadian bacon, all you're going to taste is Canadian bacon, Uh a.k.a. ham. Um, I will say that Christine sent us an email, and she said something that I actually think would be a great addition to pepperoni. Banana peppers. 
Oh, sure. She says banana peppers go great with pepperoni. And I would imagine because it cuts through the fatty unctuousness of the oh. pepperonis, it's got that tart tang of the pickled peppers. So thanks for that, Christine. I just want you to say tart tang. The tart tang, tang um, gang. Yeah, the tang gang. Okay, Angela's on the line. Let's go to Angela. Hi, Angela. Angela, what topping goes best with pepperoni? I 100% agree with James. It's pineapple. Really? The combination between the two is just, is perfect. It's the sweet and the salty. Yum. Okay. This is the first I'm hearing of this option. All these pineapple peeps. Thanks, Angela. Yeah. And it's curious to me that that feels like usually the pineapple and the Canadian bacon hold hands, but they're going rogue. Our good friend Panda also said, uh, I concur with you. Mushrooms with some pepperoni is delish. Uh, We did also get an email from Jen who said, jalapenos, jalapenos, jalapenos. I think she was having issues spelling and she realized it. But anyway, Uh, jalapenos and pepperoni. I could see that. I could see that. But you got to really like spice. And I'm not always like keen on the spiciness well, banana peppers though i'm here for maybe on the front end it's an exciting experience Ugh, i don't think so because anytime things are too hot i just i don't taste anything but hot right yeah. then it's just like <laughs> when we return on the colleen and bradley show uh i would like to talk about this new headline that's emerging in the wake of the news of wendy williams going to a wellness center mm. um that deals with an incident that actually happened two years ago, but it's oh. reporting is being reported as though it's part of the current story arc. Okay. It is a sad story though. So oh. stay tuned for a sad story about Wendy Williams and a little shame on you to the tabloids after this on my talk one Oh seven one. There's a story being passed around about Wendy Williams as though it just recently happened. And you know, it did happen in 2020, but not as recently as the tabloids would like us to believe on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk one Oh seven one Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. And this story is an example of the kind of story that's starting to emerge about Wendy Williams. That's just, salacious and it's making me feel very uncomfortable Well, there's been to be fair there's been a lot of salaciousness the tabloids have sort of dangled out there about wendy implying all sorts of uh you know awkwardness yeah well this one add this to the pile right so uh the the most recent news is that allegedly wendy williams has checked into a quote wellness center to start we just don't know what that means to start working toward health and of course get back to work on her the wendy experience podcast so that's the narrative we're dealing with and then yesterday this headline explodes all over the place about a source talking about a catatonic wendy williams that was at death's door Oh god! and only when you open the articles in the reporting and the reports of the report do you realize and some of the headlines have changed but that this is something that happened in 2020. This was not a precipitating event for this particular visit to this wellness center. Okay. But this the story as it's told is pretty dire and it's it tells a story about Wendy Williams um being found in her apartment uh first by her uh her manager at the time, Bernie Young, who is no longer her manager. Will Selby is now her manager. Yeah. 
Um, and he, she was allegedly in bed and close to death, as oh, they God. characterize it. And it was that uh, at that point, actually, I'm sorry, it was actually a bunch of her friends, including a friend named DJ Boof. Um, her her former manager was also present, but he was encouraging that nobody called 911 because they didn't want the news to get out that something was amiss. And so rather than call 911 while Wendy Williams was allegedly catatonic and close to death, instead they were able to get her into a car where her friend DJ Boof drove her to the hospital and she received two blood transfusions because her iron was so low mm. and somebody went back and cleared her apartment of empty and partially full bottles of alcohol. Oh, so they're saying this is alcohol related. They are. Yes. Sorry. I didn't make that clear. The The scene, as it was described, included many empty wine bottles and some vodka bottles. Well, we know she struggled with addiction, so I guess Absolutely. that's not unsurprising. Absolutely. This is what, according to a source, quote, it was pretty much a mess. It was a mess. She was in a robe. It was soiled. She was catatonic. She was in a very, very bad state. She was looking at the ceiling. She was just not responsive, but her eyes were open. She was definitely catatonic. Um, according to the source, it was DJ Booth, this friend of hers, who was the the kind of calm force in all of this. Because nobody was allowed to call 911, who got her to a place where she was safe. Uh, the source said, and I quote, Boof was the savior of her bleeping life. Ugh. Anyway, this is the kind of story that's like getting pushed out to, to share a picture of what the last few years of Wendy's life have looked like. And maybe try to shed light on what this wellness center experience is that she's allegedly going into. Um, And I just, we got an email last week when we first shared that story from somebody who basically said, you know, it does make sense that they're trying to keep a lid on how dire things really are because the people around her still need to make money off of her. Yeah. Well, I and mean, they have you know, to make it look like she's still going to be working. Her Instagram account, the Pot Wendy Experience podcast is, you know, still pushing out content after she's allegedly, you know, in this place. So to that point, absolutely. But it's also interesting that like the media is like they're just like and by media, I mean the tabloid media is acting like, you know, somebody with alcohol addiction is somehow like shocking or newsworthy, yeah. meaning like that, that like this is not news mm-hmm. and to make it seem salacious is just, it's kind of old and dusty. And like, frankly, you could come up with a better narrative. That's like, Hey, let's, let's help Wendy. Right. Right. The same can be applied to the people that are around her because they clearly are trying to like protect her quote unquote by not talking about or not being truthful and right. honest about what's going on as if there's any, uh, there's anything positive about lying or keeping the truth from people about substance abuse. Like that's just, it's a, it's a fact yeah. and we don't need to know all the gory details. Mm-mm. Right. Um, but like telling people or uh, pretending as though that's not the case sort of further stigmatizes uh, alcohol addiction. Right. And, 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 you know, to that end also, like you said, sort of pretending like if this got out, it would be the worst thing in the world. Well, what is out is this sort of vague 
strange storyline of she's not well she's not well or or like she's getting back to work or she's not ready to go back to work yet and she's working on her it's like i feel like some information is better than none information and the protecting i don't quite know what it's about i guess no well you're not protecting anything we know these issues like a a fool can put do math like she Mm -hmm. was videotaped like again i don't think it's great that people are following her around but she's being videotaped going to you know a liquor store to buy alcohol Mm -hmm. and she has substance abuse issues so like i can do math right right. but like i have a calculator so you know lying to us about it's not really doing the public any favors again you don't owe me anything but like I, I think this is an opportunity where honesty could be helpful, and especially because she has such a, a vast audience of people who love her. You just you feel like you could marshal the love that people have for her that would be maybe a little bit more helpful in this moment. Right. Well, as all articles about Wendy Williams end, this one also ends with the promise that she will be back soon. Her spirits are high and she will be hosting the Wendy Williams experience. Just take care of yourself, Wendy. Yeah, oof. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, dumb people doing dumb things. We call them crazy stupid after this. Dumb people doing dumb things. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. And uh, we have a name for these people. We call them crazy stupid. Well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. Florida. Sometimes other places. Like? Denver. Denver, Colorado. What's going on over in um, the Mile High City? Uh, I'll tell you. These neighbors... Uh, are not happy. Okay. Neither of them are very happy, I don't think. Okay. And uh, the evidence is in the story. So we are going to meet a guy. Uh, first of all, I do want to just say everybody's okay in this story. Okay, great. It's important that you know that on the front end. Because it's probably going to sound bad. It's going to sound bad. Okay. Uh, neighbor, uh, Sean Todd, was annoyed because his neighbor kept on pounding on the shared wall between their two apartments. Okay. That would be annoying. Anytime you hear apartment noise, it can be annoying, but yeah. specifically when it's a pounding noise in the same spot repeatedly. Yeah. It would just be really annoying. So Get under your skin. He called the cops on Thursday to complain. Okay. And uh, the cops arrived. They went and knocked on the neighbor's door, and he did not answer. But then later that night, the banging got louder and louder and louder until eventually the neighbor broke through the wall with a hammer. What? Yeah. Broke through the wall. So somebody was trying to break into his house? Well, I'm not sure that we really can fully understand what he was trying to do, but we know what happened next. Okay. What had happened next? What happened next is that the neighbor reached through the hole he'd made and pointed an AR-15 at him. Oh, God. Okay, so somebody was not right in the head. Well, it gets worse. But remember, everybody's okay, so 
Just know that. Well, I mean, so far you've got an AR-15 appointed at somebody. Uh, The neighbor, his name is uh, James Gambrell Jr. He's 48 years of age. Uh, He was terrified. Sean Todd is the one who's terrified. The guy who was pointing the gun through the wall is is 48-year-old James Gambrell Jr. But Sean was like, I don't think we have a beef. I don't know what the deal is. Um, Well... He called the cops. The cops responded. And while the cops were en route, as they would say, James set his apartment on fire. What? And everybody okay. had to invite, evac, evacuate, evacuate the Words entire building. Hard. So some guy banged on a wall, mm-hmm. busted through the wall, mm-hmm. shoved an AR-15 through the wall, mm-hmm. pointed it at the person. And then the person is like, oh, God, called 911. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the guy lights his apartment on fire. So, did, did we do a wellness check I on James? Mean, I think that is the big question here. Nobody um, knows anything as to why this happened? Not really. Apparently not yeah. really. Uh, I think the minute I saw somebody bust through my wall, I'd be like in the next zip code. I'm out. Bye. Yeah. yeah. Thank I'd you. I'd be dialing 911 from the next uh, state. Yeah. So that's that <sighs> story. Okay. Yeah. That was terrifying. Yeah. But everything... Everybody's I mean, fine. Not everybody's fine because you're not fine after something like that. True. Happened. You are traumatized for life. What I mean is, so every no, time you was... hear a banging noise, you're like, somebody's going to bust through this wall. Yeah. No physical injuries. Yeah. All right. Counted. That was in Colorado, correct? Denver. Well, now we're going to our favorite state for crazy, stupid idiots. Florida. You know it is Florida. Specifically, we're going to Wildwood, which is a city in central Florida adjacent to the villages. What do we know about the villages? That is where horny elderly people live. Horny elders uh, spreading disease. But mm-hmm. that's not the subject of this crazy, stupid idiot. No, I want to introduce you to Bruce Shell, his wife, daughter, Atlantis, and son. I don't know why we don't know the names of the others, but anyway, th- this is who okay. we're dealing with. It's a family affair. I thought, honestly, my brain couldn't handle those, all those words, so I thought you were telling me his wife's name was daughter at- Atlantis. <laughs> Yeah, his wife, daughter Atlantis. My name is daughter. No, uh, his wife, comma, daughter Atlantis and son. But we only know the daughter's name. Probably because she is involved in this crime as well. Um, So it turns out that the Shell family did something very normal, very typical for a family on any given night. Mm -hmm. And that was somebody decided they didn't want to cook. So they were like, hey, Mm -hmm. let's order out. Okay. And in fact, they ordered takeout. And in fact, they ordered Chinese takeout, which, gosh, I haven't done that in ages, and I just want to do that now. So, um, apparently, um, that's when things went south. And before I tell you like how they went south, do you want to guess why things went south following this Chinese food order? Why did things go south? I'm guessing they forgot to include... <laughs> The fortune cookies. No, this has nothing to do with fortune cookies. In fact, it turns out um, the order got mixed up, which, you know, that that happens. happens. It does happen. And what had happened was it wasn't actually the the fault of the Chinese restaurant or the restaurant where they ordered the takeout from. It was the delivery place? No, the the containers were not labeled. Uh And so it was the family's uh, mistake. Somebody, and we believe... That it was probably um, daughter Atlantis. 
It was, well, it was the son who ate the wrong food oh. by mistake. And he ate dad's food. Uh-oh. And that's when things became crazy, 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 stupid, idiot worthy. Would you like to imagine what happened next? After the son uh-huh. ate the father's Chinese food. Well, I'm sure dad got real mad. True. And he did what any good father would do in that moment. And he grabbed a flamethrower from the garage and threw flames. No. In fact, okay. it's really much more basic. Mm. Apparently, Is he a good godfather? You made him offer he can't repay. Oh, I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. No. In fact, no. here's what happened. Shell's son. So, again, we're talking about Mr. Shell, Bruce. Bruce Shell, 51. Remember I told you about him and his wife and then his daughter, Atlantis. Well, mm-hmm. okay. Pay attention to Bruce and Atlantis because... Apparently, the son said that he was arguing with his father and sister over the Chinese food due to the fact that the victim, the son, had eaten his father, Bruce's food, unknowingly. The dispute turned violent when uh, the sister, Atlantis, began punching him about the face. Wow. That is when dad jumps in, putting his son in a chokehold. That is when the wife tells cops that she was in her bedroom when she heard crashing and yelling in the kitchen area. When she entered the kitchen area, the woman recalled seeing Atlantis pummeling her son. Wow. Uh, who was being choked by the dad. All over Chinese oh, food. Oh my gosh. That Do shouldn't you, make you mad. That makes you happy. The, the victim had visible red marks on the front of his neck, fresh oh bruising gosh. about his eye. And apparently uh, neither of the defendants did, which is what led Bruce and named Atlantis uh what led them to be arrested for oh. battery oh can we just also say i can't believe that's the first time that that has happened well, in that family i was just gonna say something about that feels like i mean it doesn't escalate to that no i mean we can all be hangry yeah right and right we can all understand being hangry trust but we can't understand throwing fists Mm-mm. We might think we would throw fists if we were hangry but you don't actually throw Mm-mm. fists no you don't because you're like i'm a human I don't do that. Right. Or I'm a good human. Bad humans do that. Anyway, the bad humans in this case, Bruce and Atlantis. <sighs> Next, we will go to Ocean City. Oh, where California? Is that, I, sure. I don't know. Could be Florida. Okay. Could be anywhere where there is an ocean. There's an ocean and there's a city. There's one in Maryland. There's one in New Jersey. There's so many options. All I know is that we are dealing with uh, the therapist who owns a outfit called Counseling by the Sea. Okay. Doesn't that sound lovely? I mean, yeah, I would like to be counseled by the sea. By the sea. Her name, appropriately, is Ashley Crooks. Uh Uh-oh. Yep, I said it. She's 32 years of age, and she is, as I said, a therapist and the owner-operator of Counseling by the Sea. The reason she's in trouble is because um, Ashley Crooks utilized a an app called the Sanctuary Ventures app, which is a psychic app, which what? she used to, quote, gain clarity and to help her feel better about a relationship that had ended. I want you to just think about how you would feel about meeting with a therapist who rather than pursuing her own 
you know, field for help getting through Uh, this is instead using a paid app called the Sanctuary Ventures app to deal with the grief of a breakup. Well, she maxed out her own credit card on the Sanctuary Ventures app. And so she did what any good counselor would do and started to use her clients. Oh, God, no. To the tune of $40,000. Over, I know, over the, she didn't. Over the, uh, over the, uh, over the, over two months' time, she spent $40,000 in charges utilizing an app for an astrology and psychic reading. After she'd already maxed out her own credit card. I, I just don't understand how anybody thinks they're going to get away with that behavior. Also, the fact that it was a psychic app. And clearly the psychic app didn't provide accurate information. <laughs> right? uh, they did Sanctuary, the app, did an internal investigation and found that her account alone used 30 different credit cards over that two month period. Uh, another 20 were declined at the point of sale. Also, I, again, I just am like, who do you, th- like, how do you, like, I will say if somebody like charged something for like five bucks on my account, I'd probably not even notice, which is why I should go double check my mm-hmm. account again. Because like you can see where like small things, but like tens of thousands of dollars. Can you believe that? No. And again, your therapist is using your credit card to seek psychic help. Yeah. Like, what if the psychic help had been like, you're going to go to jail soon? Oh, my God. I'm she so is. glad I stole money to do that. Wait. Yeah. Well, she might want to call. Uh, make sure her first call in jail is not the psychic hotline. Thank you. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, tis that time of day where we play a little game. That game is called the throwback. Live. After this on my talk, one oh seven one.